tweet at TodaySOR. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in another drop in tax revenues and an increase in expenditure. The Exchequer recorded a deficit of almost €7.5 billion last month in the month of April, double that for the same month last year. The government is now left grappling with how to safely restart the economy. Uh, Joining me now, Richard Kern, columnist with the Independent News and Media and also, of course, presenter of the business here on RT Radio 1. And Richard, I see in breaking news the European Union Union's spring 2020 economic forecast is projecting that the euro area economy will contract by a record seven and three quarters percent in 2020 and by another six and a half percent in 2021. Um, not a great outlook, is it? No, it's it's not a great outlook by any means. And the exchequer figures are um, particularly grim by normal standards, Sean. You'd say that looking at them as a set of financials, it's a complete train wreck. But this isn't normal times, it's not about mismanagement, it's about a health crisis, and then beginning to see in stark terms what the financial cost of dealing with that is. The challenge for the government from here on, the really tough decisions in a way, will start to come now as they try to open up the economy, and they have to try and get the balance right between what they can afford, uh, what the economy is capable of delivering, just to, to put it in context Before this came along, just a couple of months ago, the Exchequer expected to have uh, a surplus of about 2.2 billion euro. It now expects to have a deficit of 23 billion, and that's between lost taxes and spending more money to try and fix the problem. So that's a turnaround of 25 billion by the end of this year from where we thought we would be. And Pascal Donoghue, Finance Minister, and others are talking about how current levels of financial supports are not sustainable. But the manner in which they, they taper those off, the timing of that, and then the manner and the timing of which they provide some incentives for businesses to get back up and running is very, very difficult to get right, but they're going to have to do that. Yeah. Richard, is there any silver lining in any of this? There isn't a lot at the moment, I think, Sean, because, I mean, you could argue, you, you referenced there the European Commission spring bulletin and one of the things that they will argue is that you know everyone is in the same boat but they would argue if you look at it and I I was surprised that it was a little bit more optimistic than I'd expected that because of our pharmaceutical exports and medical device exports and things like that that you know our our economic activity levels might, might bounce back reasonably quickly but you often get this type of an analysis from people outside the country who just look at the GDP figures. The reality is that we're not likely to see tourism numbers come back to where they were until maybe 2023, if we're lucky. So if you don't work in the medical devices sector or you don't work in the pharmaceutical sector, if you work in some of these other businesses, the, the outlook is very tough and is very grim. I think the only other possible upside is that we have to see how we manage with this half-open economy. We've been in a complete lockdown. We're now going to gradually open up. Everyone is fearful of a second surge. Businesses are afraid that if there is a second surge, there'll be another mini lockdown again. But it may be possible to try and grapple with social distancing and a half-open economy while managing the health implications of of any sort of increased numbers. And we, we don't know what that looks like and we don't know how possible it is. But some sectors, you also have to remember, there are people out there, Sean, who are working in very, very good jobs. They're still on full pay. They haven't lost their job. They're not spending an awful lot of money. So they may actually find themselves coming through this 
you know, reasonably okay financial position. And the question then is, how do we get those people and convince them to spend that, that money in the economy to help other people to get jobs? That's if the government doesn't decide to take a whack of it off them in tax. Well, they may end up doing. I don't think that's on the cards right now. There is some suggestion and talk that they might move to take away certain tax reliefs rather than increase tax in the next budget. Inheritance tax has been mentioned, that sort of thing, that there might be a bit of a whack on that. Maybe even property tax would see it go up sooner than we would see things like income taxes. But the bottom line is, if you get through the short-term period and until we get through this and there's a vaccine, and that might take another year, more than a year. The longer-term outlook is much more challenging because we can borrow money, and we can borrow money fairly cheaply, but that helps to pay the bills for a time. But if there is a deeper uh, downturn and recession, we have to try and rectify that, and inevitably government in the future will try to claw it back and higher taxes may well emerge. Yeah, Richard, I think I might have painted a slightly worse picture than is the case in that European forecast. I think uh, what they say is it will grow by six and a quarter percent in 2021. I mean, things are bad enough without us yeah, misreading no, but something. Is, but that growth, John, they're, they're talking about it declining by in Ireland by about eight percent and then growing by six percent in 2021. At the moment, it's hard to see how that would grow by six percent in 2021. But yeah. again, if they're looking at things like pharmaceutical and medical device experts exports you know, maybe that headline number will will come to some extent or maybe it wouldn't be too far off. I, I think that's very optimistic when I look around at the real domestic economy and, and things like the food sector, uh, uh, tourism and those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, people will have been arrested, if you like, by your use of the the timeline of 2023, Richard, before we see tourism. I mean, that's t- come back uh, fully. That's three years away. Well, that's being described. Uh, Lufthansa were of the view um, that they they felt you wouldn't see 2019 international travel uh, numbers getting back, getting back to 2019 until 2022 or 2023. We may make up some of the shortfall as more people holiday at home. That is definitely a help. But this couldn't have come at a worse time for the tourism industry, Sean, because last year we had record numbers of 10.6 million foreign visits to Ireland. I mean, the tourism sector, and particularly in parts of the country like the North West and other places that were really, really beginning to take off that hadn't done as well in the past. And it is a huge blow uh, for those businesses and and, and for the, the local economy in those areas. And it will take time to rebuild. Okay, Richard, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, Richard Curran there, presenter of the business on RTE Radio 1 here on Saturday mornings at 10.